This podcast contains material that is intended for mature audiences and may not be suitable for all listeners. Enjoy. I don't want to get on the bandwagon. I'll burn that wagon down and join the band. Traveling troubadours terrorizing street corners just to try to get some supper in our hands. Now I waited all my life to get this off my chest screen, buddy murder until someone understands that it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women. I make this noise just because I can. And we'll all join in to that original sin. So let's get rowdy and reckless. Let's get rowdy and reckless. Let's get rowdy and reckless. Just for that. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Old Man Strength, a podcast of the Tailgate Society and brought to you by Deadeye Barbecue Sauce, the best damn barbecue sauce in the known universe. I am Tim Johnson, joined as always by Chris Shipley. Chris, how are we doing this evening? I'm stoked tonight. Stoked. (laughs) Seventh rating, rated seventh in the country, college football playoff. Ohio State's going to screw us. Let's go. (laughs) We're ready. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is this is definitely uh, the highest peak of our lifetime for sure. Actually, probably for uh, anyone who is alive uh, for <laughs> their lifetime for Iowa State football. So uh, it is certainly fun to see. I'm trying not to get myself too wrapped up in it. Uh, not to say I'm not giddy and reading every article and listening to every uh, radio show that I can, or I'm not going to say that the last three games I haven't gone on the opposing team's forums afterwards just to kind of <laughs> read the meltdowns. <laughs> I'm being totally. I don't. I don't log in and comment. I just. I just lurk and read and 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 feel good. Um, but uh, it's like yeah. It's like listening to a call-in show after a certain team out east is lost. It's like it's radio <laughs> gold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh well, no, this is it it's it's fun. It, it's weird to be this far into the year to be this far, you know, to be in December and have this happen. You know, I can certainly remember when we got I I think we got up to to number 9 during the Seneca Wallace years, but uh, uh very quickly we brought back down to earth. Yes. Uh, um but I don't know. I I did I did run a pretty complex simulation of the Big Twelve championship game uh, using NCAA eleven on PS three. Uh, so <laughs> I'm really pretty confident. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to hear. Because <laughs> the algorithm on the play on the PlayStation three is you just can't can't pass that. That's yeah. From, that's from high tech stuff. From a decade ago, yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, that uh, it's funny that you mentioned the PlayStation, and that reminds me that ties into <clears throat> kind of what we want to talk about. I uh, probably the best practical joke that my ex-wife ever played on me was on a Christmas gift. We uh, I had a hard fast rule that a I did not want jewelry for Christmas. Absolutely thought it was a waste of money on me. She liked it. I'd buy it for her, but I, I didn't, I was not interested. Well, you know, we were pretty poor, you know, we had two young kids and we didn't exactly have a lot of money. So 
every Friday was when we would go buy Christmas presents and we would write checks to, to whatever and, and so on. And she went and bought me a Christmas present. And when I went to go check the checkbook for something, there's a $300 check in there. And I was like, Holy fuck, man. What did she buy for $300? And I'm freaking out. So Christmas time comes around and I'm opening gifts. We're all opening gifts and pretty soon I get all my gifts done and there ain't nothing in here that's bought for $300. (laughs) Like what the fuck you spent through, you know, I'm thinking you, and I can feel myself getting more pissed right on Christmas morning. This is the kind of guy I am on Christmas morning. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck did she spend $300 on? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, you have one more present. It's it's actually in a box in the tree. So I reach in the tree and there's a little box in there. It's about, I don't know, about the size of my hand. Tim, instantly I'm pissed off because I'm convinced it's fucking jewelry. Right? <laughs> Not only did she spend $300, she bought fucking jewelry. <laughs> so now I'm even more pissed. And, and I'm unwrapping it. And as I unwrap it, I'm getting more and more upset. Cause I'm now it's a ring box. What the fuck? I open a ring box. There's a note in it. Don't be such a big fucking baby. Your PlayStation's in the other room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's pretty clever. That's right. It was pretty good, but clearly she had me. I was super pissed for like 10 minutes. I was like, what the fuck? You know, uh, it's not a Christmas present, but it is a PlayStation, uh, gag. When I got, when I got married, not that I expected anyone to get it, but you know, you go and you do the the gift registration, and we were in in I don't remember where we were doing our registration target or something like that. And I was like, screw it, you know, they give you a little scanning gun, and you can run around the store and scan things yeah. you want. And I was like, screw it, I'm gonna register for a PlayStation too, see uh, if anyone <laughs> gets this thing for me, and. Uh, so we're opening up presents after, you know, the day after the wedding or whatever. And we open one from, from one of my ex-wife's uh, uh, high school friends. And it's a PlayStation 2 box when I open it up. And I'm like, there's no way Zach got me. <laughs> like, I, he kind of knows me. He doesn't know me well enough that he's going to do But come on, this is, are you kidding me? And I open it up and he had taken an empty PlayStation 2 box and filled it entirely with bars of soap. Oh, <laughs> so it was like the exact weight, the exact heft, uh, all of that. Uh, so yeah, so then I just had soap for, uh, you know, five years. But <laughs> wow, <laughs> oh man, that's great. But, but yeah, it, it is. It is holiday time. Have, have you gotten all of your shopping done? Close to done? No, I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close. We'll see. I don't know. I, I tend to sometimes go overboard and feel like I never buy enough. Sure. So, but I, I think I'm pretty close. I know uh, it, it was always my uh, goal to always make them feel bad on Christmas that I did a better job of buying stuff than they did. That was kind <laughs> of my weird sense of, of, of uh, accomplishment that, if they felt guilty for the stuff that they got me, then <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the Christmas spirit, Chris. I appreciate. Right. That. I know. I clearly have it all mixed up. <laughs> uh, it turns out the true meaning of Christmas all along was guilt. Um... <laughs> that's right. 
But I mean, you are Catholic, so that makes sense. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> it all fits in, my friend. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm probably close to done. Um, my daughter got a puppy a couple months ago, and explained to her that that's uh, that was an early Christmas present. So that kind of has put the not that my daughter I mean she's five she doesn't expect big things she she's happy if I get her you know a coloring book and socks she that girl gets really really excited about new socks so that makes that certainly easier <laughs> for me yeah I've you know it's it's funny I don't remember as a kid like nowadays I'm like oh man yeah these new socks are fantastic I I'd certainly appreciate new socks now um but I don't know. She's always gotten me socks too, so I'm guessing that I'm probably going to get a pair of socks from her, um, which is all right. I got uh, for my birthday last week a box uh, of uh, Twelve Days of Sithness Christmas with uh, socks of different Star Wars things. Uh, so when I got it, I went to go open the entire box, and Stacy's like, "You can't open the whole day by day." I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's like what are you doing i was like i was gonna just open the whole box and look at him no the whole point is to open one a day for 12 days yeah it's an advent calendar come on <laughs> oh okay i'm sorry oh that's funny um yeah yeah your birthday happy birthday by the Thank way you. again I, I was gonna ask you because my so my folks my dad's birthday is two days after christmas my mom's birthday is a day after uh, New Year's. So they both grew up with, you know, birthdays really, really close to the holidays. Yeah. They never really had birthday parties or anything like that. Their birthdays largely got overshadowed by the holidays. Yours is a little bit earlier, but yours is still kind of into that kind of crunch. I wonder if you felt that way growing up with your birthday just being in the holiday season wedged between Thanksgiving and Christmas. If you felt like it was kind of overshadowed or kind of blended in, or if you didn't really, really care. Not really. Uh, I always, uh, when I was younger, uh, I, I wouldn't say that I had parties when I was younger, you know, it wasn't, you didn't have big birthday parties sure. like you do for, for kids now. I mean, sure. and you know, there sure as fuck wasn't going to be any gift bags at my party. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, no, That wasn't no. happening either. Uh, Typically, I you know I, I might have a friend spend the night or something as I got older, and we you know got to go to a movie. That was kind of what we did. Um, then I think as we got older, my mom was just like, uh, "Just pick something out from under the tree. You can open one of your Christmas presents early." And I feel like uh, you put a lot of thought into that, <laughs> so, which is which is kind of strange, right? Do you do you grow? Do you put Christmas presents under the tree now? Up, leading up to or do you wait till christmas eve and then have everything wrapped and put underneath the tree uh you know i've probably been traditionally a little bit more of putting them up a little bit early i know my my daughter was telling me today that at her mom's house all the presents are underneath the trees and i'm like yours aren't even wrapped i want to be like half of them haven't even arrived yet and i hope they show up before christmas <laughs> um but I think I like to me, maybe the right amount of time is maybe a, 
at most a week before, so it's enough that it kind of builds the anticipation that the kid, you know, can see it. It, it gives it a look and feel, but... I mean, no one's coming inside the home this year. It's not like there's going to be guests. It's not like there's guests right now. So, you know, I decorated the outside of the house. The inside of the house is kind of decorated right now, but part of it feels like, uh, are we, you know, am I just decorating this house so that my daughter likes the look and feel of it or or, or what? But um, I, there's still, there's something, I guess, to, to presence being, under the tree for at least a couple days ahead of time that kind of builds the anticipation, I guess. I grew up, my parents put stuff, as soon as we put the Christmas tree up, they would start putting presents under the tree mm-hmm. for a month. And then, you know, literally it would just stare you in the face for yeah. 24 days that you're dying, you know, and you're shaking presents or you're, you're, and my dad was notorious, notorious for guessing presents. He could, Every he it was a game to him. He would guess presents. Like <laughs> I remember uh my freshman year in college, um, I bought my mom and dad um these Iowa State jackets, right? And I had it embroidered mom and dad on them. I'm not sure how I could afford that as a poor college kid. Oh, I made my sisters pay for them. That's right. My sister. <laughs> <laughs> um but so uh I went home on Christmas break and uh my, I sit at the kitchen table and I take the box downstairs and my dad goes, what's in the box? None of your business. And he's like, why don't you, why don't you sit down? And I was like, what? He's like, I just want to talk to you. I haven't talked to you for a while. He's like, uh, those are Christmas presents. Maybe what? Uh, and he looks at mom. He's like, well, it's gotta be something Iowa state. Cause he brought it from Ames. <laughs> All right, well, I gotta go. I said, I'm getting up. No, no, sit down. He said, sit down. And and he's and he's you know he's kind of growing me. Pretty soon he goes, oh, they're probably Iowa State jackets. And mom goes, yeah, I bet they have our names on it. And I was like, God damn it, you guys ruin everything. I got super pissed. And I was like, God, how does he do that every year? One year I bought him. He had just started his business, and I bought him a briefcase. And I thought, I mean, that's what businessmen have, right? They And I saved my money up. And I, I think I was like 15. I bought him a briefcase at this store at Southridge Mall. And I put a dictionary in it. And then I wrapped it up and I put it under the tree. And literally, Tim, five minutes, he walks over there. He picks it up. He shakes it a couple of times. He goes, it's a briefcase with a dictionary in it. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm not buying you shit anymore. I was like, that's ridiculous. He was watching you. You're going to learn later in life that he had the house like wires all over. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or he probably bribed mom. <laughs> you know, I promise I won't ask to have sex for two weeks if you tell me what he got. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't give up the stuff fast enough at that point. Then. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, so my parents always grew up with presents under the tree the entire time. So, and I did with my first wife. Mm. That's just what we did. Um, Partially because we'd be afraid that if we didn't wrap it, we'd forget where we put it. <laughs> uh, but then I remember uh, when I met Stacy and we had our first Christmas together and we were wrapping presents one night and I went to go put them under the tree. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm well, and we would always like with the kids, 
we would have maybe Santa gifts that were maybe one or two things from Santa. And then those would show up in completely different wrapping and they'd be underneath the tree. Yeah. So, you know, I hope I'm not spoiling that for anybody, but the, you know, Santa's not real. <laughs> that guy's been getting too much fucking credit for all the work that I've been doing. So. Uh, and I was like, I'm putting tree, I'm putting these under the tree. She's like, no, 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 no. We don't put anything under the tree. What? Why? She's like, oh no, I, I grew up. We didn't do that. So we're not putting presents under the tree. Well, how are we going to tease the kids then? Yeah, exactly. How are we going to how are we going to torture the kids? So that was a little bit of a shock to me. I and I don't know. That's that's how I always grew up. Was presents were under the tree the entire time. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think about growing up. I suppose it kind of depended on where we were. So my mom's uh, parents lived like three hours away from us, so we would see them probably most Christmases, but we would spend some Christmases with my dad's folks who lived in Nebraska for a while and then Arkansas for a while and then Arizona. And when we would, when we would go to them, I think they were out ahead of time, but at my mom's mom, it was usually, especially when, when we were younger, then we would be going to the Christmas Eve service and, uh, you know, my dad would go start the the car and we would all pile up. And and while he was doing that and we were all piling up, then my mom would quickly go distribute the, the gifts underneath the tree. So it was a surprise when we came home from the Christmas Eve service. Um, but, you know, when we were just doing it at, at my parents' house, I think we just kind of all uh, had them all underneath the tree. Uh, you know, because, you know, I had a gift from my sisters and gifts from my parents and all that. So we just kind of made a big pile. But, yeah, I suppose there's something to the the not doing it until the day of. But to me, I just like the anticipation part of it, right? <clears throat> just, to, you know, as a kid looking at that big one and guessing what it was or, you know, picking yeah. them up and shaking them and all those, you know, all that type of thing. And, you know, maybe well, get competitive with my sisters. Of the, oh, well, will... that, that big one, the biggest one is mine. Right. I will I will give you a piece of advice. Don't put a piece of an electronic in in and wrap that up and put it in front of the heat register. Oh no. Uh, oh no. For Christmas and leave it there for an extended period of time. Uh, <clears throat> for you young people out there, there was this thing called Atari years ago, which was <laughs> one of the first uh, home video systems, but the other one, if you remember, Tim was ColecoVision. Remember oh, ColecoVision? I do remember ColecoVision, which yeah, was more of the fancier version. And my parents had bought me one of those, I guess, and they had um, wrapped it up and put it under the tree. So <clears throat> we open it up, and of course, that Christmas Day, I, I hook it up to the TV, and I play it for maybe fifteen minutes, and the thing just starts smoking. And I'm like, "What the hell?" My parents had wrapped it in the box, but had set it under the tree. But there was a, a heat register vent right next to the tree, and they had literally set it right in front of that heat register. So for twenty some days, the furnace burned that thing up. Oh man! It got so hot it ruined the insides of it. Oh it no! They'd take it back to the store and get another one, and I, I didn't get to play it for two days. And I, man, I was devastated. Take it back to Montgomery Ward or whatever the the, the hell it came yeah. from. I love Montgomery Ward. <laughs> yeah, right. That was because when you went in there, you could they'd have all those video games all hooked up and you could sit there and play them and your parents would just leave you there. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was great. Yeah, I I did not have a ColecoVision. I had a friend with ColecoVision. I had the Atari 2600. Um 
which I still had until very recently when I kind of went through this whole, I need to just downsize all of the crap I've accumulated over the years and, and uh, ended up donating it. Uh, so who knows who has it now, but uh, yeah, uh, we did not burn that. The fact that that thing still, I still played it as recently as probably 2015. So I, who, yeah, who knows who knew those things still worked, uh, but it, right. it, it it helps that you don't put it in front of the heat register. It's more amazing that you had a TV that had some connection that would have took it. Uh, I had actually gotten on the internet and searched up uh, uh, <laughs> the best some connection. Kind of yeah, and then, you know, wired some, you know, MacGyvered some sort of thing with, you know, a coat hanger and some tinfoil and some bubble gum. But uh, <laughs> no, I I got it to work. Um Man, that 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 would stink if it didn't take that long before your toy. I'm trying to think if there's any toys that I broke within like the first, you know, week or so of having. I'm sure there were. I was not kind to of toys. No, I was not either, <clears throat> or clothes for that matter. I would I would grow and tear out of my clothes so bad. My mom was my poor mom. Survive <laughs> me. By poor woman. My. My dad's mom would always get me the she meant well. Uh, they were just the ugliest clothes. One year she got me uh, it was a matching shirt and shorts, and they were bright orange. There was no graphic on there. There wasn't even like a you know a pocket or anything. It was just a bright orange shirt. And bright orange shorts, so I just looked like a traffic cone. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, oh, and you know, my mom's like, I know, I know. Where at once we'll take a picture, we'll send it to grandma. (laughs) (laughs) You once had uh, my mom's side of the family, which she had uh, seven or eight brothers and sisters. We once had a, a whole Miller side Christmas one time where ever, uh, the entire division of that family just drew names. Mm-hmm. So everybody drew a name and so on. And my uncle Sonny got my name. And I think I was 12 or 13. I wasn't very old. And we did it at my Aunt Mary's house. <clears throat> and everybody's opening presents. You know, all my cousins are getting some cool shit. And I get this box. And I open it up, and it's a Kleenex box. But shoved inside the Kleenex box is a brand new set of work gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and my dad goes, "That's mo- that's so wasted on you." <laughs> I go, "Does he even know me? Who gets a thirteen-year-old kid work gloves?" <laughs> I was so upset. I could not believe I got work. All the other kids are getting toys or, you know, or CDs or I don't know, whatever. I got work gloves. Uh, I was so pissed. God, I was so mad. It's like giving me a chore. Oh, man. Right. My dad all the way home. Those (laughs) things will never get used. You don't do anything (laughs) around the house anyway. (laughs) You're not helping. You're supposed to be sympathetic here and you're not helping. Oh, man. No, that's that's funny. I, you know, I I think for the most part, I, I was always pretty happy with the 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 gifts that I got. Though I think, uh, you know, my my folks always did a really good job of of kind of 
paying attention to, you know, they weren't going to necessarily get me everything that was on my Christmas list or, or listen to, you know, all of my crazy ideas, but they did it. They did a really kind of a good job of, well, I mean, they knew me. So, right. You know, they knew what I was into, you know, for the most of my childhood, I really just liked drawing. So, you know, sketch pads and pencils and stuff like that were pretty much always on the list and you couldn't go wrong with that. <clears throat> find it funny though like i seem to remember vividly a lot of the christmases from when i was a kid and what i got not maybe not necessarily the exact year but i can remember in this house i opened presents here and i got this or i remember this story or i remember that story sure and i don't know that i can do that with my own kids huh right like yeah and i wonder why that is because uh, they're all blurred together. I mean, I remember a few, but I have more memories of Christmases when I was a kid than I do now as an adult of what maybe I got my kids or their reactions. Sure. Yeah, I, you know, I think probably a lot of that just has to do with, you know, for you now, the the memories aren't the the. St- this is going to sound really cheesy, but for you, the memories aren't the stuff. It's the time spent with each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas as a kid, not that you you don't appreciate the time spent with your family, but that wasn't what was so meaningful to you at the time. And so the memories of the, the things that you got were a little bit more imprinted on your memory. Whereas what you got your kids, you just remember the smile on their face, not necessarily the the toy or the clothing item or the CD or whatever that gave them right. that feeling just more, you know, you're treasuring your time with them. Holy shit. This is turning into a, a Hallmark card is <laughs> vomiting all over this podcast. No. Uh, <laughs> I think it might be more along the lines though of <clears throat> as a kid, I didn't get a lot of things throughout the year. Sure. It wasn't like we had a lot of money that I got things bought or a toy bought or new clothes or, or whatever else. So <clears throat> at Christmas, that was when I would get the bulk of new toys or, or whatever else. And that made a bigger impression on me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's maybe something different. I mean, hell, we just got <clears throat> the boys in, in Caitlin new phones uh, last week. Mm-hmm. You know, the contract was up and, and they were running slow or whatever, and they had a special on them. So we got new phones for the kids. Well, I mean, that, that would have never happened when I was a kid. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> so especially this close a, to Christmas. Right. And I yeah. think that has a lot to do with it. Is sure. they get so much during the year that not not that it's not important to them, but it's not a big a deal, I think, to kids nowadays <clears throat> as opposed to when it was for me or you. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I suppose I think that that's probably uh a really good point. I mean, I, re- I remember, you know, all the time I'd go to the store with my mom or we'd go to the mall. Uh, KB toy. I'd walk in there, but I wasn't ever walking out with anything. No, I was, al- I was allowed to go in there and look, but right. I wasn't ever walking out of there with anything. Or you'd go to, you know, Walmart or venture or one of those stores and you'd walk by the toy aisle and, you were never walking out of there with anything. That was just a way to pacify me while we were in the store, I think. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's right. a that's a good point too. I think you know, not that that you spoil your kids, but it's just kind of a different. You know, you're in a a 
place financially where you're you're able to do things for them and and you know that's awesome and and I think some of it is just things are different kind of the prevailing theme of of this podcast overall has been things are different right well and and I think that leads to I think that leads to more stress and more um, anxiety that you have now for me anyways, as a parent, because now I'm worried that I'm not giving those memories to my kids. Sure. So sure. I turn around and want to do something bigger. I want to get them one extra thing or cause I want those, I want my kids to have not, I'm not in the, in the, in the habit of just buying them stuff because I want to buy it. I, it's more along the memories of, Oh, I really want them to open this and be excited or, or, or whatever else. I want them to experience that joy that I experienced. Uh, and then I, I think that puts more pressure on me. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I think one thing too, uh, for me, you know, sharing custody of my daughter and knowing the, the, memories that she's having with her mom and her mom's family. And, you know, my ex-in-laws are, are fairly, uh, well to do. So they certainly spoil her and go over the top. And, you know, she comes home with a billion things from, from them. She's their first grandchild. They have, they have two now, but I, you know, I, there's probably a lot of stress that I feel. And, and I, it, it was, hard for me to remind myself that you know making the memories with her are what she's really going to to value but yeah man i like you said i i remember you know the christmas i got cap guns and i remember the the, the christmas i got uh you know i <laughs> i remember the christmas i got uh billy joel's uh, an innocent man on cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> it was in my stocking. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I remember, I remember things like that. And so it's hard not to think about, you know, yeah. In hindsight, you remember the times with your parents, but there's still some of those crystal crystallized memories in your brain of what you got. And you want to be able to kind of share that and make sure that you're giving them. That's absolutely a source of stress. Yeah, I I think so for sure. And I um <clears throat> I had put something out there um on my uh on my Facebook page and some of my family had responded just, you know, what what are some things that you remember when you were a kid, you know, uh or Christmas or or things that you don't do anymore that you used to for Christmas and what are some of those things that you miss and <clears throat> I got to talking to my to my two nephews um and both of them brought up just just the family being together. They don't, they don't remember what they got. They don't remember this, but they remember like my, my nephew, Nick said, I always remember us going out and playing football together. Like you would play football with my dad and we'd have the kid, the, the, the cousins out there and we'd throw the football around and we'd play football for a while or on Thanksgiving night, my parents would, we'd eat and my parents would end up going to take a nap. And then me and my sisters and my brother-in-laws, we would all sit around the kitchen table and play poker. And we play, you know, a family poker night all night. That was mm-hmm. that was what we did on Thanksgiving, and it and I miss those things, and and those kids remember those things, you know. <clears throat> so, to your point, maybe it is the memories that they remember more. Um, I remember more of the gift stuff because we just didn't do a lot with family. Whether it was because 
uh, my dad's family was in Omaha and mm-hmm. we didn't see them very often. I mean, I remember a few Christmases, but it was mostly my parent and my sisters were, my sisters are 10, nine and eight years older than I am. So by the time I was maybe 10, they were all married. Sure. And cause they all got married young and then family Christmas was all of them and their kids coming to my house for Christmas. So you know, you, you remember those things, but <clears throat> I remember gifts more than I remember those times until I got older. But my nephews and nieces all remember. I mean, that was all all three of them that chimed in today were like, I really miss just our family getting together and us being together as a family, mm-hmm. which is nice. And we haven't done that for a long time. And it, <clears throat> there was some talks about doing it this year and then COVID and then that bullshit. So that didn't happen. But yeah. And then I reminded. um my nephew, Nick, or I should have reminded him that he once asked for a Mr. Potato Head and he got a Mrs. Potato Head and he wasn't too fucking happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Which runs in the family because I wanted, remember, do you remember the show, The Six Million Dollar Man? Oh, yeah. So yeah. they had the big, tall action figure and you could look behind his head and it would have x-ray vision through mm-hmm. his eyeball. Mm-hmm. And my mom and I opened a present one time. And it was the bionic woman. And my mom was like, I couldn't find the bionic man, but I thought this was close. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I can't play with this with all the rest of my friends, but I'll keep it in my room. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh. <laughs> so, seems to be a problem in my family. that We can't get the right gender for the toys. I don't know oh. what the problem is. Just no wonder Tyler... Uh, it's transgender oh my goodness uh well um yeah i don't know you know i aside from you know wanting transformers and getting gobots i i can't, uh, <laughs> I can't. what a rip off man you got the worst deal out of that <laughs> but uh yeah I, I do think there is something that again my daughter is it is five. She has not had maybe a, a same, you know, Christmas tradition started yet for her. Every Christmas has been a little bit different. And obviously this year is going to be very different. She doesn't get to go down and, and see my family. My parents and my sisters all live in the Ankeny area. So my daughter has eight cousins. They're all a lot older than her. Uh, they're all teenagers, but uh, she still loves playing with them. They love playing with her because she's, you know, they'll all go down into my my parents' basement and, and they entertain her and think that she's hysterical because she is. Uh, but she was saying today how she was really sad she didn't get to see her cousins for Christmas, uh, which, you know, was tough. It, it's she understands I think as best as she can what's going on and why we can't do it. And lately she's just been saying a lot about how she can't wait till the virus is over and you know, you and me both kid. Right. Uh, you know, we don't have, we have not established, I guess, just cause there's been so much kind of, uh, back and forth for her as, as she's been growing up around the holidays, any, any traditions yet. So I suppose maybe I should see that as an opportunity that I get an op that, you know, next year or maybe even this year, I, I figure out what it is and come up with a, a Christmas tradition that we can start. 
Yeah, that sounds like the perfect time to do that. <clears throat> when I, uh, my, my family would get together and then um, my family is, uh, they sometimes, I don't know, we just sometimes splinter sometimes mm-hmm. and we always come back together. But um, <clears throat> we just, because of, I don't know, distance now and, and, and physical distance and families and busyness, we haven't gotten together as a big family <clears throat> for a long time. Um, but when I met Stacy, um, her family always got together, uh, it's like the weekend before Christmas and we would always go back to her dad's house in Harlan. And it's one of the, the best times to, that, that we look forward to. And it was nice because, um, my girl, well, my girls, here we go. Uh, Tyler and Caitlin always looked forward to it because they got to, you know, to interact with him or whatever, but <clears throat> It's kind of a sad thing that we're all not going to get together this year because um, it would be an entire weekend. You know, mm-hmm. we would typically go uh, and we would stay at her dad's um, and we'd stay Friday night. And then Saturday we would or sometimes we would go Saturday and then we would all go to Christmas Eve mass as an entire family together. Uh, and then after Christmas Eve mass, we would go over to my sister-in-law's house in Harlan and have dinner and just sit out in the garage and drink beer and just socialize and whatever else. And then the next day we would all get up and uh, we'd have breakfast and then we'd have lunch at her dad's and we'd all uh, watch the kids open presents and, and just be together. It was like a two day thing. It was great. Mm-hmm. Just, it was such a nice family thing and we're just not going to be able to do it this year. So it's, it's kind of sad. Um, and her dad is <clears throat> going to be by himself. He was by himself for Thanksgiving. So, kind of sad and even even though he lives in the same town as my sister-in-law my sister was like dad you can come over or we can come over there and he's like no no you know he's just really nervous about things and sure. so it's kind of sad that we won't be able to see him um and my wife makes this really nice christmas gift for him every year she takes photos of all of, of the entire family throughout the year and puts them in a photo book and then prints it and then sends it to him so literally we'll go over there and sure enough, every photo book from every year that she's done it is sitting out there on the end table. And it's just kind of nice to watch. They just flip through them. People just flip through them and just look at the old memories. And it's just the memories, the Christmas memories are, are um, they're pretty dear to me. Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year just because of that. I have such fond memories from then. But I also get that it can be really hard on people, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Christmas for me has always just been, well, I wouldn't say always, uh, but it's, for me, it's been very, very kind of a stressful time of year to the point where it's become difficult to look forward to it. I, you know, when I was still married, then we would try to fit in seeing, you know, going to Ankeny and seeing my family and going to Indianola and seeing one side of her family and then going out to Charter Oak and seeing another side of her family and then coming back and then, you know, maybe doing a separate Christmas just with her, her, her parents and her brother and then come back and try to do that all in, in the span of a couple of days. It always seemed like that's when some freak snowstorm would come. Like literally there was one time it's, so it's a three hour drive from Minneapolis down to central Iowa. And there was one time when her, the forecast when we left in the morning was things were supposed to be fine. And then a 
uh, a snowstorm basically shut down 35 in, in, in southern Minnesota, northern Iowa. We sat at a, rest, or a truck stop in Albert Lee for about two hours until we thought it was fine to go. And <clears> then from Albert Lee to probably Fort Dodge, never on, on the freeway, never got over 25 miles an hour. Mm. And so... It just seems like it always happens on the day that we're traveling and people are expecting us there. And so I just started to get these really kind of memories of anxiety and not looking forward to driving. You know, there was one time where we were driving. So we were doing the the drive to, to Charter Oak to Denison to see all that family out that way. And, uh, you know, whether you're taking 80 or Highway 30 across, there's nothing that's a block and there were some really high winds and the car is barely staying on the road Mm. and and so unfortunately i got all these memories of trying to to fulfill all these familial obligations through driving through crummy weather through all these things to a point where it just started to kind of make me feel overwhelmed and, and and enjoy the holidays less and I, I don't know that I've gotten quite over that. It would be nice if I would get over that hump. And, and maybe this year, by virtue of, you know, being stuck in with COVID and not traveling, maybe that'll give me a newfound appreciation for it. I don't know. We'll see. Well, not like you said a little bit ago, now's your chance to to make some different memories and make mm-hmm. it kind of turn that cycle around. Um <clears throat> Other people, I think, sometimes put more pressure on you and, and that, that causes because you don't want to disappoint people or whatever yeah. else. And that um, that's just us being men. That's yeah. it's kind of what we talked about a couple of weeks ago about how we want to solve everything and we want to just take care of things or whatever else. You don't you don't want to disappoint anybody. Uh, you know, you got to make this trip and you got to be here and you got to be that. And internally, you think to yourself, oh, we can do that. I can do that. That's, you know, well, I'll, I, I know for me, I sometimes, it's almost like I just put myself last, right? So whatever I want to do is last, it's a last priority. So if that means that I'll sacrifice something that I really want or what I, I'll sacrifice that to make my loved one or whatever have what they want. And then that, that's just not good. No, no, it's just not that there's a, there's a healthy balance somewhere that we need to learn. Um, that it's okay sometimes to put our, ourselves ahead of, of other people and have a conversation about why we need to do that. That's yeah. a deal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think there's a part where the phrase self care has gotten to become the silly parody, you know, people, eating chocolate cake for dinner. Oh, I'm just practicing self-care. And it's become kind of this cliche, you know, oh, it's something millennials do type of thing uh, that it almost, you almost feel guilty to to sort of practice that type of behavior. But I think when you look at all of the things that are stressing you out, you know, that stress is not healthy for a lot of reasons. You know, whether, you know, it can be active physical things like like you know causing ulcers or or high blood pressure it can also just be you know not sleeping well i know certainly i haven't been sleeping very well recently uh it can be just the fact that 
when your body is running all the time and you you don't get a chance to to rest, you can kind of collapse. I know certainly in years past, you know, January 3rd rolls around and all I want to do is just stay in bed and not leave bed <laughs> all day. You know, I, I've kind of appreciated that college football has gotten later and later into January over the years because usually – you know, January 6th, I'm like, I just want to sit on this couch and stay here. I don't want to think about going anywhere. I don't want to think about seeing people. I just need to kind of recover. Uh, and, you know, and it's a challenge. Things like this time of year when you're seeing family and, and you know, sharing in each other's company and all of that, you'd want it to be, you want it to be energizing and, it, and all of that. And so when it feels exhausting over energizing, and, you know, then uh, there's a whole other level of guilt that I think creeps in there, too. I think what happens, too, is, is that all of your insecurities or things that you worry about throughout the course of the year manifest and double when it does come to the holidays because you're going to see family that you may not have seen and you uh, are, you know, you know, worried that. Oh, you know, you, you might have a, you might have an apprehension about your job or your marriage or something like that. And now you have to, it's easier to compartmentalize that when you're by yourself or you're not interacting with people. But now when you go to a holiday function or a family function and everybody asks you, I want to talk about your job or want to talk about, right. You know, and now you feel like you need to, to either guard that, or it's just anxiety on top of anxiety on top of, all the pressures, financial pressures. I mean, there's a lot of financial pressures. I mean, nowadays people get into a lot of financial trouble during holidays because they're trying to out Jones, the Joneses and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, fuck those damn commercials where that dude buys two fucking GMC trucks doesn't help. I mean, <sighs> it just drives me crazy. Like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, honey, I, I bought Lexus cause it's a Lexus to remember and a December to remember. And now we got two of them and, but, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that, that that's that's why you and and part of it is too is that you're forgetting what it really is supposed to mean. Uh-huh. And I know, you know, not to get preachy, but I always try to remember that there's people there that are a lot less fortunate than I am. Mm-hmm. Um and I will say one of the things that I, I look forward to every year is, and I'm not going to be able to go this year probably, is Christmas Eve Mass. And there's a family there that plays uh, the trumpets during Joy to the World. And it is the most beautiful trumpet playing that I hear every year. And I look forward to it every year. And that just kind of soothes me too. But it, I just, I, I mean, I kind of get, I appreciate you being open about it because I, I think that you and I have talked about it mm-hmm. and there's no right answer to give you sure. other than just try to focus on something that's good, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's the, 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 the chance that you get to spend with your, with your daughter and make some memories with her as, as a father um, or, you know, somebody that's a lot less fortunate than you that maybe you can assist or help. Um, that was one of the first things I ever saw, uh, of my dad as an adult was when we had the store, um, 
he had went and uh, adopted a family. And my dad was grew up poor, didn't have a lot of money. And he adopted this family and we, we wrapped a bunch of presents at the store and he had me and my coat and one of the guys that was working for us take it over. And I said, I said, I said, dad, why don't, why don't you go? Let's go. And then you can meet these people. And he's like, no, I don't want to meet them. They don't need to know who I am. I'm not doing it for that. Mm -hmm. And that always stuck with me that he was doing it because there was somebody that needed help, not because he wanted the recognition or whatever. Right. And that to me always reminded me of um, how, how you kind of are at peace with Christmas. Sometimes I don't try to stress too much about what I'm buying the kids or what this person may think or whatever else, because there's a man, there's people that got it a lot worse. Oh yeah. A lot worse. Right. And that doesn't mean that your problems aren't important, but it puts it maybe a little bit more in perspective. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one thing that I, I had kind of begged my ex-wife for us to do for years was, you know, I get the importance of wanting to see family and all of that stress to me and the weather and all of that. I'm like, why don't we just do Christmas in July and then we can spend, you know, Christmas volunteering somewhere. I'm like, that right. to me would, would probably, it would help me get through the season with a better attitude. And then I would enjoy the, holiday time more i don't know what idiot put christmas in the middle of winter um, <laughs> but between the travel and just the the whole man just the whole it's an arbitrary thing but you it's hard to look at the end of the year because you have all of these year-end lists right it's like, oh, yeah. the, the best of. Now, the, I think there's probably going to be a lot less. There's going to be a lot more <laughs> snarky ones this year in 2020. But, you know, it's everything from, yeah. like, the you know, the TV shows we fell in love with in 2018 or, you know, the all of the silly things, the, the best new gadgets of, of 2015. And so you're always, you know, the end of the year always kind of gets to be a point of reflection. And then you've got new year's resolutions and there's kind of this pressure to like reflect on who you were and, and figure out what you want to change and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, that's bullshit. I'm already just trying to survive the holidays. Don't give me the added pressure of having to be introspective <laughs> and <laughs> focused on self-improvement. Let me just freaking just survive. I mean, uh, so well, yeah, I will say, in Jesus's defense, he was born in the middle of a desert, so he was not aware that he also, <laughs> he also wasn't born in December. I think most right. like, most historians <laughs> put it at like August. So <laughs> I wouldn't mind if if we did that a little bit with with uh, oh. August August Christmas. I could deal with August. Um, Christmas. That sounds amazing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Although boy. I don't know that I'd want to see Santa in like a tank top and some shorts. <laughs> it's not a good look. Uh, First experience, fat guys in tank tops and shorts is not a good look. I don't know, Santa. Let your freak flag fly, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm full on just embracing it. I. It's funny because I haven't. I hadn't until like a few years ago. I thought tank tops, like, ah, I can never pull a tank top off. And now I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm wearing tank tops. You know why? Because I sweat a lot. I sweat a lot 
I get hot all the time. I don't care. I I bought. I never wear. I'll leave. I'll wear sleeveless tanks, right? But the just the strap tank top type things, I never wore. And then this summer, I bought a couple when I was on vacation in Alabama, and I figured if these people down here in Alabama can wear them, then I can certainly pull it off. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know that you want to use Alabama for your rubric for what you should be doing in a, in any number of things, Chris. <laughs> Uh, oh, but now that I've insulted Alabama and uh, all of our 17,000 listeners down there, I think that's probably a good spot for us to go ahead and take a break. Uh, it looks like you're finishing up your drink, so uh, that's perfect. We'll go ahead and grab a word from our sponsor, Deadeye Barbecue Sauce. Catch them on the web at deadeyebbq.com. And we will be back. Chris, when we get back, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about maybe some of those those memories and learn a little bit more about some of the things that you do uh, with your kids and have done with your kids growing up. Maybe give me a little bit of inspiration. So we will be back in about 30 seconds. Back when I started Deadeye, I knew I wanted to innovate the barbecue game. Since day one, we've offered a premium barbecue product unlike anything else on the market. Great Aunt Irene had something special tucked away on a recipe card in her cupboard and there was no way we weren't gonna do something about it. So we decided to take it one step further, introducing Deadeye Superfood Barbecue Sauce. We've got five new flavors, graviola, acerola, pink guava, acai, and dragon fruit. They're the first of its kind, and they're packed with flavor. Find it at your local grocer today or at deadeyebbq.com. Hello and welcome back. You are listening, in case you forgot, to Old Man Strength. Once again, I am Tim Johnson with Chris Shipley. When we left off, we were discussing uh, the holidays. I had asked Chris if he wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about maybe some of the traditions and uh, things he does with his kids that that he looks forward to every year. So, uh, Chris, how about it? What are some of those things that you've done with your kids that, that you kind of you know you mentioned at the top you like finding new and better ways to surprise them but maybe what are some of those things you do with your kids that you get really excited about every year well as they've gotten older it's a lot harder but uh when they were younger well when i was little uh, i my one of my dad's favorite stories that he used to tell is uh how he fooled me on christmas eve when he dressed as santa claus <laughs> uh, he, um the story goes, apparently, I don't know, I was three or four, and he came walking in with a sack of presents dressed as Santa Claus, and my mom woke me up, and I was watching him from the hallway, and pretty soon I ran down the stairs, and I gave Santa Claus a hug, and and I, and my dad said, my dad would tell the story, it was his favorite part, he'd be like, and you'd always say, look at his belt, mom, look at his belt, that's Santa Claus, look at his belt. <laughs> Like it was some big, huge accomplishment to fool a three-year-old kid on Christmas Eve dressed in a red suit like Dad. You weren't really, you know, it was an Oscar-worthy performance. But, man, he was so proud of that that he fooled me. Uh, so I remember I thought, man, that would be really fun to do with the kids, like to dress as Santa Claus and give them that same memory as a kid. So I asked my my sisters, they were going to get me something for my birthday. And I said, you know what? If you buy me a Santa Claus suit, 
then I'll play Santa for the next few years, you know, for all the grandkids and, and, and whatever else. So, uh, so sure enough, I got it. I got a Santa suit and the first year I wore it, um, I think Taylor was four, three or four and Caitlin hadn't been born yet. And, um, our friends had a little boy that was about the same age. And then they had a, they had two kids. They had Ryan, uh, Justin, who was the same age as, as Tyler, and then Ryan, who was maybe two. So I said, I told them, I said, I'll come over and do the same thing. So, you know, if you got some presents that I'll put out on Christmas Eve. And, and so uh, I go over there first, and Justin woke up and saw me and come running in, and, and I patted him on the on the head, and I I said, you need to go back to bed. And uh, so he... <laughs> He said, uh, okay, so he went to bed, and then I went home, and I did the same thing, and, and my ex-wife uh, woke Tyler up, and she comes out there, and she looks right, I mean, stares dead in my face, and goes, daddy, and I was like, stop, bitch, you know, like, I didn't even say anything, you know, well, then I, so I talked to, to my friends Jeff and Vic uh, the next day and i was like how did justin like it and she goes well justin went back to bed and said mom santa claus sounds just like chris <laughs> and she said he does and then she said his eyes got super big and said mom is chris santa claus <laughs> so i couldn't even fool a four-year-old uh oh. That's but funny. we, I did that for a number of years for, as, as the kids got older. And then, um, then the, we had a really big Christmas at my parents' house and all the grandkids spent the night at my mom and dad's house. This is when they had a really big house. And I did that for the, the kids that year too, and brought presents in dressed as Santa. And it was just so funny because my mom had them all lined up around the corner, just staring, you know, trying to be real quiet. And I, I'd peek around and turn around and they'd go scatter and so that, you know, Santa Claus wouldn't see them. And, but that was that was always fun uh, to do. But traditions now with the kids uh, as they got older, uh, my girls were uh, when I met Stacy. Uh, Caitlin was still pretty young, but Taylor was fourteen, fifteen, mm -hmm. so she was kind of over the whole tradition thing or whatever. Um, but one of the things we always do is we always have Christmas dinner together. Sure. Um, so that's kind of nice. We all sit around the table and have Christmas dinner and um, we make them, <laughs> we make them uh, open one present at a time in, in rotating order of age. Yeah. Drives them crazy. It drives them nuts. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, and then of course, you know, Bubba's got to be in on the action. So he gets to open presents and then they got to wait for Bubba to tear his present open and it takes forever and they get all impatient. So that's <laughs> always fun to do too, is to watch them get all, all irritated, but I don't, I don't play any practical jokes or anything on them. Like my parents did my, my dad one time, one year I, I was like 18, 17 or 18. And I wanted to play golf. I wanted to go golf. And my brother-in-law, Mike, uh, who today was his birthday. He passed away a few years ago, but today was his birthday. Uh, he would always take me to go play golf and, and I'd use his extra set of clubs. So I had asked my parents, I said, I want, I want a pair. I, I'd want a set of golf clubs for Christmas. That's all I want. So, uh, we, 
I was sitting in the basement one time and my mom had went shopping and I walked and she walked in the house and I looked up the stairs and all I could see was the bottom of her feet. And I saw this golf bag swing in the house. And I was like, Oh fucking sweet. I'm getting a golf set. All right. Sweet. You know, this was like two weeks before Christmas. So we always did Christmas set with my family. So this time we ended up driving clear down to a tumway to go to my oldest sister's house. And we were all going to open presents there. So we're all opening presents and I'm opening presents and I'm opening golf balls and a, and a, and a glove and this little practice thing that you can put into and then kick it back. And, but I don't have any golf clubs or anything else. And it's, we're done. Everything's open. And I'm kind of looking around and my mom goes, you look kind of sad. And I was like, well, I said, I got all this stuff to play golf, but I don't have anything to play with it. She's like, well, I thought that way when you go borrow Mike's clubs, you could, Oh, and then turned around, Mike opened up and that, and Mike, my brother-in-law got that golf bag that I had saw. <laughs> my, my mom had bought it for my sister and my, and they had lived next door and my sister wanted my mom to store it there. Uh, so that's what that golf bag was. So I, I'm pissed, right? Like I'm, I'm, and she's like, well, I figured that way you'd have your own stuff. So when you go play with Mike, you don't have to use, you know, you've at least got some of your stuff. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's fucking great. Again, I'm kind of an ass on Christmas when I'm, <laughs> I'm picking up the theme here, but I'm clearly an asshole. So we get in the car. We got to drive all the way back to Des Moines. It's it's like a two and a half hour drive to a tumbler or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Two and a half hours. I'm pissed off, Tim. I'm super <laughs> pissed. I walk in the house and there's a brand new set of golf bags and golf clubs sitting in the kitchen table. They made me fucking wait two hours. <laughs> they didn't want to drag it all the way down there and then drag it all the way back. So they had just left it in the kitchen. And I, and I felt like such an ass when I walked in there. Cause I, I was not, I was not a fun person to be in the car with for two I'm hours. T- I'm telling you the real gift was, uh, they got you the, the golf clubs. They got themselves the gift of your sheepish look on your face when you yes. realized you were you were being a right. dick to them. Right. <laughs> oh my god. I was so mad. <laughs> the real gift was the lesson of humility. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh Gosh. that's oh that's funny. Um you know, traditions in my family, one thing that we've done, we did it when I was a kid. Uh, again, my 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 nieces and, and nephews are all older, but they still really get into it. We we did a Zoom call with the family uh, the other week. My my uh, 18-year-old nephew does a really good job of trying to like organize Zoom calls with the family since we can't be together through all of this. So, you know, even though he lives in the same town as as my my parents then they're doing a really good job of of distancing and all of that my mom has had uh asthma and and respiratory problems all of her life so you know she's high risk and she wants to make sure that she's safe uh, and so they're doing a really good job of distancing so they don't see him so we're organizing these calls but even my my 19 year old uh niece she's got an apartment of her own there in ankeny and she was like She's the one who's wondering how we're going to try to organize a way to still decorate Christmas cookies uh, remotely. Like someone still ba- <laughs> bake up cookies and we can all decorate them together. Um, mm. You know, because they still, uh, you know, my 19-year-old nephew, he, he he 
doesn't really necessarily care about it, but but who does? You know, he doesn't mind eating the cookies. Okay. Um, uh, but you know, it's been and then it's been fun. You know, now with my daughter kind of joining the fold and 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 the way she kind of has her own little take on how to decorate these things. Um, but you know, so that's a tradition that was big when I was a kid that is still kind of carried on in, into the next generation. And I have a feeling will be going on for a while. I, you know, I, I think, I think my, my daughter has you know already kind of embraced that and I'll probably have to find a way to, to do something like that with her this year. That's probably a good question. I haven't really even figured out like what what the the Christmas meal is and all of that. You know, probably a big breakfast. But yeah, we probably will have to decorate cookies. I think that would be a good one. We uh we started uh, Stacy and I started um a tradition of making a book, a scrapbook, and every year putting that year's Christmas card in there a few pictures from Christmas and then the Christmas letter that we would send out and we were saving it for the kids. Sure. Um, and she had done it with the boys since they were little. So when we got married, she's like, you know, you should really do this. We should really do this for the girls. So, but I felt bad that the girls didn't have like for, for Tyler, he, she only would have had four years. Cause yeah. you know, I just started when he was 15. Yeah. So I literally went back and rewrote Christmas letters for every year and tried oh, to remember wow. the year and then would find some pictures from Christmas's past or whatever and put those in there. Cause I never did Christmas cards. My ex-wife and I never did Christmas cards. She, again, mm-hmm. uh, you're picking up on a theme, but my ex-wife wasn't exactly the motherly, <laughs> you know, yeah. type. Um, but so yeah, I spent an entire week like rewriting literally going okay well this year what we do this year oh yeah we did this and we did this and we did this and i'd rewrite a christmas letter for for taylor's first year and then her second year and then i would have to so it was but it was fun and now we you know now we added in there every year and they have a nice scrapbook and it's kind of fun to look back at those and so on so i i forgot that we do that and and um and then you know i decorate the house outside every year i like to do that and and Stacy's a teacher, so this whole house is like a teacher's bulletin board. So every year, you know, got to redecorate the inside of the house for oh, like, yeah. we're in, you know. Sure. Which is, which, listen, again, I love. She makes this a home. I came from a marriage that didn't have that kind of stuff. So she wants to throw some throw pillows and some Christmas stuff <laughs> up or some <laughs> stuff. I'm all for it, man, because she makes this a home and it wouldn't be a home without her. But yeah. I don't begrudge any of that. I uh I put up Christmas lights this year because I'm like, well, my my daughter should have Christmas lights. It's not something that, you know, I super look forward to, but I'm like, my my daughter should have Christmas lights and I put up Christmas lights. And uh, then, you know, the other day neighbors across the street were like, "Oh, we really like your Christmas lights." And I had done a pretty basic thing. But then that night I I looked out at the block and I realized I was one of like three houses on the block that had any Christmas lights up at all. And mine were not elaborate, but they were more, you know, some people would just like one string around a tree and a wreath and call it good. And I realized what of your neighbor across the street that had like half his trunk only filled. He has half his trunk only filled and he had that professionally done. 
And it's still like that? It's still like that. I thought they were going to come back and do more. And I looked out there tonight and I was like, nope, he just paid people (laughs) to wrap half his tree with white Christmas lights. Nothing on the house. You know, nothing lying in the driveway. Nothing else. Just half of the tree in the front yard. And that's it. So that dude has too much money that he's going to waste on something like that, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. His his son seems to be really excited about it. Uh, who's I don't know, maybe two and a half, three years old. Yeah. Uh, but still, uh, I'm not paying to have somebody put Christmas lights outside. I'll do it myself. Now, yeah. I, you know that might mean that they don't get taken down till Easter, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, when I was when I was putting them up, it was. Shoot, what was it? It was, it was a, it was a Saturday of some Iowa State football game. So it was very slow. I would go, you know, I put some up before, and then I came in and I warmed up and I watched the game and grabbed a drink. And then at halftime, I went out and I put up a little bit more. And you know, after the game was over, I put up a little bit more. But at one point, I'm hanging the Christmas lights, and you know, I'm up on a ladder, and I'm, you know, we've got a. Uh, gutter with like the leaf guard so there's not you can't like just put like the clips on them it's a little bit goofy and then there's an awning over the door you kind of have to negotiate so i'm up on a ladder it's not treacherous it's you know it's it's a one and a half story house so it's not treacherous but it's still i'm up on a ladder and uh my neighbor uh you know and i she just lives by herself with her two dogs and she's walking her dog and she comes by and she decides while I'm up on a ladder kind of reaching a little precariously that, that uh, she decides to tell me about the time that her dad fell off a ladder at Christmas and they had to take him to the hospital. And I'm like, sort of like Sharon, not now, not, this is the worst <laughs> time. Can you just, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, well that sounds really bad. I'm, I'm glad he was okay though. And I wanted to be like, just shut up. I'm trying to hang these. Do you not have any sense of timing here, lady? But the last few years I've made Caitlin go up on the high parts of the ladder. Cause I figure if she falls, she's a lot more flexible than I am. <laughs> Her body's just more resilient. She's maybe, more resilient. Right. will be laid up on the couch for a week with a bad back and she'll, okay. she'll, Take a day and, and be back at it. <laughs> She'll roll over and get up and go run. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad that there's not a whole lot that I could even, you know, I, some of the houses in the this block doesn't have a whole lot, but I went for a walk with with Lily and the dog uh, this afternoon. We got done with some school stuff, and some houses I can tell in this neighborhood have really kind of gone all out that eventually here, you know, maybe this weekend we'll, we'll drive around the neighborhood and check out the elaborate Christmas lights. But I'm, I'm glad no one, I'm glad that I, that I I'm the most Clark Griswold out of anyone on the block and I'm not that at all. So, uh, I don't have to feel one upped by anyone by any means. I think there's a lot more of it this year than there was in past. I think part of it because people are more, are home more. Yeah, time to do it, uh, and it brings them some joy or whatever. I, you know, I saw people that were talking about, like my sister. I think she put her Christmas tree up and stuff before Thanksgiving. Yeah, she was like fuck it, twenty twenty, I'm gonna do whatever I want. Yeah, I like, nope, not that's not going up before Thanksgiving. That's I know it. 
I noticed that there is a house in the neighborhood that that I walk by that I noticed they had their Christmas tree up in the window the day after Halloween. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I went I went for a walk on November 1st that I remember being like, wow, they wasted no time. But they, you know, when you can't leave the house. Well, plus we've had we've had some pretty mild weather. So that's kind of helped to be able to give us time to do it i you know there there were yeah. years past where i thought about putting it up and then we had snow from thanksgiving on and i'm like well maybe not putting any up this year but super excited i got a snowblower bought a yeah. snowblower this week oh, so oh nice. nice yeah so my first snowblower and i'm 50 years old <laughs> i'm so excited i'm waiting for snow now i've I, just guaranteed that we'll have no snow whatsoever now that i've spent money on a snowblower oh no that's that's absolutely how it goes i uh, Every year when I uh, try to, you know, get my snowblower ready for summer storage, I, you know, uh, make sure it's it's drained or put put uh, additive into the fuel, uh, get the oil changed, all of those types of things. Every year when when I would try to get it ready for summer storage, then there would be like a twelve inch snowfall a week later. So hopefully, hopefully you're right. And we, you don't have to get a whole lot of use out of that thing this year. I wouldn't mind having a little bit milder, milder winter on snow, but I, I, live, can't take it. I live in Minnesota. So I don't feel like, you know, if I hate snow, I'm in the wrong state. Yeah. No kidding. There's no doubt about that. I couldn't, I mean, I don't know. Can't think of a good reason to live in Minnesota, but that's just me. <laughs> you know, the summers are very beautiful. Oh, uh, listen, I was in Duluth in the middle of August one time. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was like 80 degrees and breezy. And I was like, I told the guy I was there with, I was like, man, I could totally live here. And he goes, you don't want to live here. Yeah. Is like because when it snows and the snow hits that lake and it dumps snow for four straight fucking days. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to live here. <laughs> well, yeah. And if you have to try to drive in Duluth, especially if you're going from like Canal Park up the hill, uh, good luck. You're not making it up the hill. No, um, no that, I certainly wouldn't. I, I don't know. Lately, I've been like thinking about doing some winter camping though so you know maybe i i have something wrong with me there as well i, I think i've just been excited to get out maybe just to get outdoors to get out and breathe some fresh air maybe get out in the middle of nowhere civilization yeah. civilization isn't going back isn't going so hot so maybe if i get out of the house and go out in the middle of <laughs> no civilization <laughs> i'll feel a little That'll bit be, more at peace charge your batteries i'm sure <laughs> yeah i can i can get a lot more than six feet apart from people um yeah i don't know <clears throat> i i don't think i'll be doing that that for christmas anytime soon though uh, no no that seems like a terrible idea yeah absolutely I don't know, man. I, I, uh, it's just overall the added stress of the pandemic this year, you know, not being able to see family, but also just the fact that we've all been kind of limited on the interaction that we can have anyway and how long it's kind of drug on, how long it's been. I'm certainly grateful for things like zoom and google meets and stuff like that that i get to be able to talk to my family my my daughter and i 
did a, a Zoom call with, with my folks yesterday, and it was just kind of nice to be able to, to see their face once I finally helped them troubleshoot uh, <laughs> their camera. Oh, man. I... Uh, I, I learned a lesson there. Um, <laughs> Troubleshooting with older people is absolutely no fun. I once got a phone call from my father-in-law and uh, said he couldn't hear any sound on his laptop. And I was in the car driving home from work. So I'm trying to explain to him to look in the bottom right-hand corner and look for the little icon that looks like a speaker. And he couldn't find it and he couldn't find it. So I got home and I had this software that I could log remotely into his computer. So I sent him the link for that. He couldn't open up his email to get the link and so on. And then pretty soon he's clicking on something and pure as day, I could hear like the chimes of something open on his laptop. And I said, Gene, did you just not hear that? That's your laptop. Oh, you know what? I'll bet my hearing aid batteries are dead. I probably just need to change those out. Thirty minutes of my life, I could not get back. and I loved him to death. And I said, "All right, Gene, I'll talk to you later." And I got up the phone and I told my wife, "I go, oh my god, I don't think his hearing aids were turned up." Oh man, yeah. No, I finally, I finally uh, was able to. Uh, uh, we didn't get it worked out. I, I talked to my brother-in-law who who helps him out routinely, remotely, what he does and what they're comfortable with. So I'll know for next time. Uh, but at this point, at least what I did is I got them to share their screen and then talk them through what I wanted them to do and had to uninstall the the camera driver and and, and restart and let the hardware scan refind it because yeah. it wouldn't reload, you know, and it wouldn't go uh, go back. So it all worked out. It was it was about an hour's worth of of work, but it all worked out. Uh, my daughter got to see grandma and grandpa who she's been missing and they got to see her, her been missing. So I'm looking forward to, uh, on Christmas day, spending some time where, you know, my, between the multiple houses in Ankeny and Polk city and, and here in Minneapolis, we all kind of get together and, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm sure they'll probably, my my nieces will have come up with some way for us to all decorate cookies together remotely or whatever, who knows. And, um, that, that'll be good, but yes, that it's definitely been, been just kind of an added stress to all of this, this entire season. Um, you know, and you know, my, my folks, uh, you know, I, I certainly worry about their health, uh, you know, my dad had a younger brother who spent some time in, in the ICU with 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 COVID, and he's still not out of the woods. With all that, he's he's home and he's and he's better. But uh, man, it, it's been it's been kind of a challenging fall. So you know, even if we would have found a way to kind of get together, I think I probably would have had a whole lot of guilt about it as well. So yeah, this year is certainly not. It's creating its own challenges, I guess, for, for that whole holiday stress. Dawned on me yesterday when I drove. <clears throat> I had to drive downtown to go to my office to drop off uh, some laptops that I had. And I don't think I've been in the office more than three times since March. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I walked in there 
and I went to my desk and I mean, it, it kind of hit me. I was like, man, I, I just kind of miss this place. Like I just miss seeing people I work with and mm-hmm. going to my desk every day in my own little personal space. And it was just like, there was stuff sitting on my desk where I just, cause at the time that I left for that day, I didn't know that I wasn't going to come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, the previous few times I'd went in there, I was just going in to grab something and had to come to go. So I had a little more time to just kind of reflect and just kind of look around and go, Oh, wow. You know, there's my, there's my two water bottles and there's my, I left my phone there. There's my plant, you know, just, and you're like, I, I'm going to take some of this stuff. Cause I guess I don't know when I'm coming back. Yeah. You know, it's kind of sad. So kind of the same thing. Now, I mean, I you take for granted, you know, in April when Easter hit, I thought, geez, by Christmas we'll be able to, you know, at least we'll be able to go back to Harlan and see our family and in, in Christmas, or at least I'll be able to, you know, get with my sister and in Makokada and my and and my family and get together or whatever. And here we are, December, and we're still not there. And and even though a vaccine's here, I don't know that it's going to uh I don't know. I'm just, it's, it's overwhelming a little bit. And so when you add those holidays to it and everything else, it makes it even more hard, I think, mm-hmm. which is why you have to work really hard at finding the good in some things and the good in some people and try to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, like, yeah, I was complaining, like, you know, having Christmas in December where there's winter, I don't even bring up the fact that, you know, it's dark when you wake up and it's dark when you're having dinner or on your way home from work and all that and that. I was really, it was 50 degrees here today, which, you know, my friends in Florida would be like, man, that's cold. And they'd be putting on a parka. But I was like, no, I am taking the dog. Like Lily and I took the dog for an extra long walk. We got out. We breathed some fresh air. We got out. It was actually sunny, too. It wasn't It wasn't overcast. I'm like, man, we're, we are taking advantage of, of this because I just need to be able to, to get out because, you know, those days where, where it's cold, I might still take Penny for a walk. Um, but she doesn't want to be out there that long and I don't want to be out there that long. And, and so it, it's certainly abbreviated, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I live two blocks from a lake and all summer long, probably every day I would try to get out and I would walk around, uh, at least a portion of the lake. And it was just a good kind of clear the mind, you know, level set with myself type of thing and i haven't been able to do that so um man it was it was good to get out today and that's you know, like you said it's a good reminder of of the things that you need to focus on you know when you start to get overwhelmed by everything you know i i'm certainly not anyone who ever kind of went out on black friday or did anything i've always i've always hated i always hated i've always loved buying gifts for everyone else but I've hated going Christmas shopping. Um, th- there was w- one point, uh, uh, Chris, I, I'm i not proud of Okay, I'm a little proud of this. <laughs> uh, at one point, I said to someone, 
thanks for letting me shop in your store. And she said, it's what? It's not mine. And I said, oh, then why are you acting like it is? <laughs> uh, and the and woman next to me went, thank you. Uh, so because she was like, just she's taking up all the aisle and she's, you know, her cart's perpendicular and she's standing. Oh, up yeah. and she's, you know, whatever. And the store is freaking crowded. I, you know, I mean, I went to Menards the other day to buy Christmas lights and I wanted to to grab the garden shears that are next to jeans and cat food because it's Menards and nothing makes sense in a Menards. All the adjacencies are scary. But I wanted to, I wanted to grab the, the garden shears and start stabbing people and getting my way through there because I just... Uh, I, I'm an extrovert that hates people, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I like people. I just hate fucking traffic. That's what I hate. Yeah. Well, I hate crowds. Like I hate shopping malls. I hate big box retailers around the holidays. I'm so glad, you know, uh, how many things are available online and I will gladly do online shopping, uh, uh, for all of that stuff. That is, that is made, you know, compared to even, I mean, even 10 years ago, it wasn't as convenient to do online shopping. It, you know, you could still do it, but it's certainly gotten easier and easier with each year. Um, that's something that, you know, I could probably focus on is I'm basically doing all of my, my Christmas shopping online and I don't have to, to see people. I do some of mine, but I enjoy, uh, and that's part of Melvin in me is I enjoy the art of the deal. I mean, seeing what kind of a deal I can get or what, you know, maybe I'll find something really cool on a clearance rack or something. And sure. <laughs> I had this coupon and then I got it really cheap. And <laughs> I, can I say I'm really bad about that? But that's how I knew, though, that I met the love of my life. And Stacy and I went out on one of our first dates and I, we went to dinner at uh, Court Avenue Brewing Company downtown. And there was this street festival thing going out on Court Avenue. And uh, we walked over there and, well, first we got done for dinner and she said, hold on, I think I might have a coupon for this place. <laughs> uh, and then we were going to go into the street festival and it was going to cost us 20 bucks a pop. And I went to pull my wallet out and she goes, oh, Chris, you don't have to pay that. That's too much. Let's just go walk around Gray's Lake. And I was like, fucking A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the jackpot. Yeah, so, yeah, no. If I can, if I can find a way to to go do something else and not spend money, I'll be all for it. But I, man, the stores are around the holidays, and, and you know, we talked about how people got decorations up a little bit earlier this year. I, there's always some seasonal creep with with holiday stuff here, but I really feel like people were just desperate for Christmas to get here this year. The amount of stores I saw with Christmas shit up in in October, I, it was criminal. I, yeah, <laughs> but, it comes too fast for me. Yeah, it, it takes the luster off. It comes too fast. Plus, I like Thanksgiving. That's one of my favorite holidays. Back off, people. Give give that turkey some time to you know. Yeah. He's got his own. He's got his own deal there. <laughs> and it does seem like it goes. Maybe it's because Christmas stuff comes out so fast, but uh -huh. it does seem like it's 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 Halloween and then boom, we're in Christmas. Like it, there's no lead up for Thanksgiving. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, yeah. That's when I just start to be like shying away further and further from, you know, because one thing I noticed in, uh, over the last couple of weeks, I'm, I already don't want to leave the house because it's cold, right? And so when I normally would be like, oh, I'll just run to Target to pick up X, Y, and Z. Now I've noticed myself bargaining a little bit more of, okay, well, do I really need that today? Or can I wait for Amazon Prime to get it to me tomorrow right. or Thursday or whatever type of thing? Because I don't want to leave the house and I know that I'm going to be cold and I'm going to be in, you know, deal with the added traffic on the road. And then I get to the store and I'm going to now have to deal with lines and people and all of that. I'm like, ugh. I, I don't particularly, uh, I'm not, I don't get the allure of Target. I also don't get the allure of Walmart, but yeah, Target is the one that throws me uh, like, I don't, I could live without going into another Target. I'd be perfectly fine with it. It's just not that great of a store to me, but. Sure. I, you know, f- for me, it's probably the ubiquity of them up here. You know, they're headquartered up here, so they're everywhere. And so, sure. you know, if you're going to go grab anything, it's probably going to be at a Target. Um, but I mean, the things that are walking distance to my house, I spent more time at Ace Hardware over the last month than I have yeah. anywhere else. I mean, Target's no Montgomery Ward, you know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Man, Montgomery Wards. Wow. That was a thing. I, I don't know if you saw that. That was a thing that was kind of going around Twitter this week. It was like, uh, tell me your age with a story you remember yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's, that's the one I threw out there was Montgomery Wards. Montgomery Wards. Uh, you know, I thought about KB toys. I thought about. Uh, yeah. Uh, trying to think what other ones. Uh, Walden books. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, there used to be a place called Woolco down here in Des Moines that was kind of like a, or a, uh, oh, what's the. Uh, um, Pomida used to be a, another. Oh, Pomida. Sport. Yeah, that was a small town type of. Absolutely. Yeah. A- absolutely. I think there still might. I, I mean, at least the last time I'd been in Western Iowa, I still saw some. I saw a Pomida sign up. Hmm. Uh, um, I I don't know if the chain still exists, but just the, the sign. You know, the building might not have gotten rehabbed or anything. Um. What was it? There were a couple of those I was thinking of. When Von Maurer was Peterson's, and then it was Peterson Heggy Von Maurer, and then it was Von Maurer. Is Von Maurer still a thing? I, I don't know. It's not a yeah, thing. Valley was small. Yep. Well, yeah, it used to be Peterson's. Um, that was one that I thought of too. But yeah, uh, man, I, I, I do remember Christmas shopping. I remember Christmas shopping at, at North Park Mall. Uh, we'd all go as a family and, 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 you know, my dad and I would split up one way when my mom and my sister would go somewhere else and we'd buy gifts for each other. Then we'd kind of swap and we'd go try to buy gifts for each other. And I'd usually try to spend too much time in, in, in KB toys, looking around at things, uh, coming with, with a di- last minute additions to my Christmas list. Um, but man, I don't, I can't remember the last time I actually set foot inside a mall though either other than jordan creek mall and that's probably to go to a movie in there it's i can well i can't tell you the last time i stepped into southridge mall on the south side of des moines yeah it's been i don't know how long 
And and usually I don't go through the mall. I'll go to the outlet to the stores that are on the outside of it, like sure. see pennies at Valley West or you know or something. But I don't go inside of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I live up here in New York. So why do I need to go in there? That's the only reason I used to go when I was a kid. Video arcade. I uh, I live here in the land of the ultimate mall of, of the Mall of America, and that is the last place I want to go during the holidays. Oh man, that place is a nightmare. We went there. Two years ago, um, for the boys' birthday, that's where they wanted to go was Mall of America. And we, my wife and I almost got in an argument because she called me. And she's like, where are you? And I was like, I'm here. And she's like, well, I'm right in front of the Victoria's Secrets. And I was like, I'm standing right in front of the Victoria's Secrets building. You are not here. Well, yes, I am. We argued for 10 minutes before it dawned on us that there were two Victoria's Secrets in the fucking mall. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's kind of a nightmare. There's multiples. Well, that's the thing that I always say about about that mall. It's like there's so many stores. I'm like, actually, there kind of aren't. All the niche stores can't survive, and so now you just have, uh, you know, like Duplicate. four of the same thing. There's like seven yeah. different lids and lid subsidiaries, and they're all you know, lids two and lids you know. Gap kids and baby gap and geriatric gap and you know all of that. <laughs> I feel attacked right now, Tim. I feel oh, I I didn't catch my clothes without gap. I did I didn't say uh, AARP Aeropostal. <laughs> hey, I look good in that Aeropostal stuff. I looked really good as a as a thirty eight year old in a Aeropostal sweatshirt. <laughs> As Caitlin shakes her head no. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, shoot, man. Do you have any other kind of words of wisdom? Uh, I don't advice? know if any words of wisdom this entire night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, as, as we're kind of approaching the holidays, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's stressed out. I'm sure uh, some of our... our Listeners have, have probably been feeling the the stress and anxiety and overwhelmed by everything going on in, in this kind of season. Um, you know, I, I think you put it good in just saying we need to, uh, you know, focus on the things that are, are important during all of this and not lose sight of, of uh all the good things going on and don't let the bad things kind of overwhelm you. But do you have any other, uh, poignant nuggets, if you will, uh, for our listeners, or maybe just for me for, for the holidays. Just enjoy your family. Enjoy what you have. Don't focus on what you don't have. That's been a big thing for me this last week. It's just, uh, being grateful for what I have and not ungrateful for what I don't have. No, well, well said, my friend. I, I, I appreciate that. That's something that I think all of us can kind of keep in mind. So, I. Otherwise, do you have anything else we, we kind of want to we want to cover? I, again, I want to give a shout out to all the other content creators at the Tailgate Society. We continue to put out some some pretty fantastic stuff, some podcasts. Um, going on i know culture check has been doing a good job of bringing on a lot of special guests getting a lot of the other tailgate society members involved uh matinee 
baseball still keeps on going through football movies. Uh, a lot of things going on. Anything you you kind of want to highlight this week? I liked uh, I like Culture Check's uh, episode this week that they did on Star Wars, which was right up my alley. Um, and you had a you had a nice episode of Bitter Units, and didn't you win a bet off there? You won a bet, didn't you? I did win a bet. That was fantastic. We did a special Riot Bowl edition with our, our couple of friends of ours on the podcast that are West Virginia alums. So I'm excited to see what uh, Neil is putting together. Uh, he has actually listened to a couple episodes of Old Man's Strength. So, Neil, if you are listening, I'm very excited for uh, what shipment is coming my way from Bend. I'm very excited to drink those victory beers. Uh, so you can take that, John Denver, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> drink it while we're winning the Big 12 championship game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you have, a, you have a nice week, my friend. I appreciate yeah. it. Always. Yeah, you as well. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Old Man Strength, and we will see you guys next time. I don't want to get on the bandwagon. I'll burn that wagon down and join the band. Traveling troubadours, terrorizing street corners just to try to get some supper in our hands. Now I waited all my life to get this off my chest screen, buddy murder until someone understands that it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women. I make this noise just because I can. And we'll all join in to that original sin.